Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 58 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday, the Mellow Tones, the Sunday podcast. Hopefully everybody shoveled out of their, of their well, we've managed to shovel out anyway. I think we have more snow now. It hasn't even hit December yet. I think we have more snow now than we did all of last year. It's just been brutal snowed in yeah gross i hate winter i really do but yet i choose to live in saskatchewan brilliant on my part oh well nobody tuned in to listen to me cry about the weather i mean there could be others where obviously there's bigger issues in the world going on than having to shovel so um i hope everyone's staying safe out there um crazy times right but tuned in hopefully we can take i'll take your mind off for a little while um today we're going to talk about some uh some youtube comments um could ov hang in the 80s oh it's a facebook facebook topic for the ages we'll talk about that rick vive um a a follower of mine while we follow each other i I hate using the word follower but andrew who i enjoy always enjoy conversing with who actually goes right i said he goes right back to the beginning when i had first had the germ the idea of a podcast i had some equipment and i thought i knew what i was doing and he was gonna be my first ever guest and i had him on and i completely blew it and it didn't record and i completely wasted his time and i was so embarrassed it's like i think i avoided talking to him for a while because i felt so bad but um, I need to get him on the show because he is a lifelong Leaf fan, and um, we just had a good time talking, and uh, and you know we shared some shared some gossip like some old ladies in a knitting circle, and uh, but it was just a fun talk, and uh, and um, I haven't actually really, I mean we'll you know tweet each other here and there, or reply to each other's tweets or whatever, but I haven't really conversed with him, um, but we just happened to be sending messages uh, texting today and uh and he was just telling me how he listens to the show and uh i actually haven't even talked to him about the show um since i got it going here on the network and and uh i really appreciate it and, and he he had some kind words and which i really you know i and i know he's listening because he's telling me he listens to the shows and uh and i just you know and i told him obviously but uh i'll just say it here on the air that i i appreciated him uh um taking the time out to to um to say that i it honestly it was uh no it's uh it, you know like i i've often said on here and i was saying the same thing to him but i've said it on here numerous times um you know you sit here and you hit record and you look out your window and i i rant away or i'm interviewing or whatever um and when you're interviewing i mean no you know i i'm not complete i'm I, i'm self-aware enough to know that no one's tuning in to listen to me they're tuning in to hear john morasti or steve mcintyre and uh, they're the star of the show and rightfully so uh, and, um but um lately 
I know even just doing these in quotes solo episodes of me talking um, yeah I mean I know they're not bringing the downloads of the Morastia uh, episodes or stuff but I know people are still listening they see the numbers and uh, and it's appreciated And uh, but like I said you, you often sit and you talk and you wonder if it's just going out into the abyss and if anybody's really listening I mean it, I'm, okay, I know people are listening because I can see the download numbers but you know what I'm saying and it's just like and you um so when you get confirmation from people or they send you a message or what have you um it's just it's cool it's cool to receive the feedback and uh and it's it's very much appreciated and and andrew's not the only one who's done it numerous have but um numerous like i'm getting all this fan mail but you know what i'm saying it's just um you know when you get confirmation or reaffirm you reaffirm you know that you're on the right track or you're doing the right thing and because sometimes it's like you bring up episodes or you're talking about things it's like you know shit did anybody give a shit like you know i mean i know it's all bullshit anyway it's just podcast you know it's just it's just one man sitting in front of a i'm just talking i'm not changing the world or anything like that i i realize that this is all bullshit um but you always just kind of wonder you know or people listening or whatever what have you and um you know and if you can and if i can be a distraction for an hour or two and someone at their you know at the job they don't like or on the draw on the commute they don't like to do or wherever you happen in the workout or um i know i've talked to some people they listen to me while they're running on the treadmill or isha the owner here he likes does it while he's riding his mountain bike or you know a lot of people on the commute home you know or on the on the train or whatever and uh you know if it if listening to this show every wednesday and sunday um makes your life easier in a little way um i that's the whole that's it that's the whole point of this and um uh, and that's all i try to do and like i said with the players I, I try to give them a platform to tell their story to share their story um because for their fans out there and because uh, i'm i'm just that's all i am right i'm a fan i'm a fan of these guys that's why i asked them on the show um because i wanted to hear their story but i also know that there's many others that want to and uh so if hearing mike mcwilliam talk about his time in the uk um is the is the uh makes the folks out there happy that's the, that's the whole it's a, it's a good feeling when you're told that and um yeah so anyway i was just talking to andrew and um yeah no and i appreciated the kind words and uh yeah and it was just uh but he all oh, giggles in the background here uh but he also told me um that he had read rick vive's book and which was i never knew rick vive even had a book out um but he did actually share some screenshots of a story that's in the book that i will share with you guys here in a bit with involved vive and chris nyland but um yeah other than that what else was i going to talk about Uh, i don't know just a general like i said a general potpourri of topics today um um, but it was also brought up, um, someone did ask me like, are you, bro, are you done with interviews or what? No, I'm not done with player interviews. Um, I've just decided to take a little bit of a break from them. Um, as, uh, that process can be frustrating at time. Well, I've said it on here uh, before. If you've any listened to the show for a while, you'll know my feeling on the subject. I've been, I've been open about the, and like I said, I'm not out of school or whatever. I've, the players that I've had issues with, I have told them my issues with them. So it's not, yeah, so it's no secret as to, um, you know, and uh, like I said, I am a grown adult and they are grown adults and I'm not chasing them around. If they want to be on the show and they agreed to be on the show, well then, 
they can get a hold of I've asked them and they said they would let me know well then they can let me know what time they'd like to do it um, you know other than that if you know, like I said if they really want to be on the show they'll make the commitment if they don't want to be on the show well then they won't that's fine but like I said I'm not chasing people around at this point so uh, yeah but I just want to take a little bit of a break because like I said even when everything works and everything you're still setting up a time um, you know and you, you push other things in your life aside to get that done and and um, yeah and it's just uh, I just didn't really want to do it for a while and uh, like I said with the solo episodes um, you know I it's it, they're just easier to well I shouldn't say they're they're easier to do because sometimes I like a lot of times I just like oh man what am I going to talk about and I mean I granted I know I ramble around but I mean you do have to have a few talking points but uh but uh like as a, speaking of rambling I'm doing that right now but no to answer the question I will be doing player interviews like I said in a perfect world I'd like to do the interview on Wednesdays and then on Sunday just kind of do this sort of do a a light you know what's happening some maybe a little time of hockey history blah 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 just like i said the uh, general potpourri of uh, who knows just to talk about whatever for half an hour 45 minutes certainly not the two-hour epic ones that the wednesdays can be um in a perfect world um but so going forward expect that um i have talked to a few players um i have just have to confirm times with them and uh yes i will be i will definitely be still doing player interviews so uh, regular listeners, if you were starting to waver a little bit on what I was doing here, don't worry, I will be going back to doing player interviews. Um, definitely. So, have no fear. But it's not just going to be me for the rest of the, for the rest of time. No, 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 it won't be that. <clears throat> but, uh, like I said, this is episode 58. Um, please go back and check out the other, the other uh, episodes. Like I said, lots of good player interviews on there, but uh, also on the network I've, I've been so i've been stopped and paused and reset this so many times already I, f- I forget what i've already said have i already said this well i'll say it again anyway whatever if i'm doing it twice it's like okay a couple shots to the head maybe but um uh, on the network um i think they have about 40 shows now um every nhl team is represented in podcast form so whatever fan whatever team you're a fan of uh check them out and uh, of course they've also have uh terry ryan's also on the episode of course uh terry's you know bouncing around doing his books book show here and uh his book book tour films fight and folklore his second book and if it's half as good as his first one we're in for a treat and uh yeah, other than that, uh, for the off-network shows, of course, you got Joe over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Um, he is, how many episodes is he in? 38, 39? I think 39, I think, what was his latest? Uh, Matt Caputo, it was about the Mustache Classic, I believe, was his, his latest episode. Joe's been doing some really cool shit, and I always say I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to completely... Um, steal his idea of the seasons episode which joe does is he takes a fight well in joe's case it's an islander show right so obviously he takes an islander um you know a certain season and then he breaks down that season and goes through it and his last one um was ross johnson's 2016 2017 uh, bridgeport season and I've, i i really dig that the idea so i'm like i already told him i'm like joe i'm st- oh, i'm not gonna steal i'll borrow it i'm gonna borrow your idea um, obviously I won't do an Islander guy, but, uh, you know, uh, but I, you know, like a Prover 85, 86 or something. I think that'd be kind of cool. That could actually be what these Sunday's episodes turn, not every Sunday, but that could be a good part of the Sunday show. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, no, but Joe's doing it. He's been doing a great job. And, uh, 
also Alec, who is back from COVID. He kicked up and uh, he has made a recovery with the COVID, which is great to hear. But he did say it kicked his ass pretty good. So, but I'm glad to hear he's recovering and everyone in his life is recovering because a few people there had it. So, um, which was good to hear. And, um, of course, he's going to get back in the saddle in terms of podcasting here shortly. Um, you know, obviously, between that and, uh, they're, and they're moving and everything else, uh, yeah, he's had a lot of, kind of had a whirlwind of shit going on over there. So, um, yeah, so please forgive his not, uh, releasing a podcast episode. So, I mean, he's got a few, he's got a few better excuses than, uh, he was tired from shoveling, you know. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he'll be back at her though, and of course, um, you know, Dan, Paul, and Kelly over at the Bay of the Puck show, and uh, uh, Fred and Dave at the Slewfoot show. Yeah, I know two current shows. What am I saying? But I like those people, so I always talk about them. And of course, my past guest uh, Nick Cameron, who uh, was was a fun guy to talk to about the Missouri River Otters and his his fandom of that team of the United Hockey League and all things minor league carny hockey. Um, of course, on when I was on the show, he had just uh, uh, he also talked about his podcast and it's a the old heavy metal podcast. So if you're metal and fights, I think kind of go together. So I kind of thought that'd be you know kind of like peanut butter jam, right? But uh, and much like what we do here with the with the player interviews, when we when we get deep and go in the and the B side and the deep cuts, that's what uh, Nick does on his on his music show. That's called the Metal Antiquities Show, and uh, yeah, and he and they just talk about they break down album like old school albums, and uh, yeah, they really like I said they turn over the stones in the metal world. So uh, yeah, if you're into that, definitely check it out. Uh, Nick knows what he's talking about, and um, absolutely. Yeah, well, there you go. There's some other podcasts to, that you can that you can listen to. Oh yeah, I got. I also have these. I have a pack of hockey cards here from Dollarama yesterday. 1990 Pro Set. Like I said, so hopefully we'll I'll crack that on the air. Hopefully I can land a Ed Costellic rookie card and uh, <laughs> Jamie Huskroft maybe. I did get Costellic though. That'd be kind of cool. But in terms of the show, I do actually have some sponsors, some network sponsors. We got CoolHockey.com. They've been around since 1999. They're NHLPA endorsed. You want authentic jerseys? This is the place for you. It was funny on Twitter. I was reading guys talking like they were putting up screenshots from the NHL, 280, 300 dollars, blah blah blah. Well, I'm like, oh, use this promo code. Use the promo code TH. PN, the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you get 30% off and free shipping. They're out of Toronto. And uh, and it's like I said, it's the authentic jerseys. And you can get them custom sewn. Like, whatever name you want to put on them, any number, what have you, they, you can do it. And uh, like I said, I got Calgary Flames third jersey, Brian McGratton, number 16. Exact jersey, big earn more on the ice. 185, shipping included. That's Canadian. 185 Canadian shipping included. And they're out of Toronto. Um, like, you know, that's like half of what they want in the stores here. Like I said, at Lids, they want like 330 bucks. And like I said, you're always, you're at the mercy of what's on the rack, right? So this is like custom and whoever you want. Like I said, you want to put God of Thunder 69 on the back of a Leafs jersey, have at her, go for it. Or like Joe, I was just talking about. Like I, I every episode I talk about Joe's jerseys because like I said, he puts, takes a portion of his, of his check puts it aside for he calls it jersey money and uh and he's always picking up the islander stuff and like i said much like his podcast joe's big deep b cut b side kind of guy you know he like i said anybody can get lafontaine or uh 
Tavares or whatever, you know, uh, but not Joe. And uh, Joe was already telling me um, with this with the next check here, um, you know, and it's kind of he's kind of get by like he's buying himself sort of an early Christmas present, and um, yeah. <clears throat> He's getting other, none other than the uh, Slovakian Superman, Richie Zednik. Yeah, there you go. Zednik? Zednik? Rich, Richard Zednik? I always call him Richie. Richie Z around here. That's what Joe calls him. Around the Lazito household, it's just Richie Z. And you know who, you're, you, know who you are. Yeah. So yeah, so if you see a cat walking around Long Island with a Zednik jersey or Kavasha or Janssen... That's Joe. Um, I know he's been posting some pictures online. He got rid of the mullet and the mushroom cut, kind of that bowl cut with the mullet. I would say Joe had a four dollar haircut right at Buck's side. You know, uh, that's not a hair do; it's a hair don't. But uh, you know, Joe. It, all I know is when Joe went bald, his wife was thankful. That's how bad his haircut was. I mean, we all had mullets, but yeah, I don't even. You know, come on, Joe. People at this point just want you to, you know, just tweet the negatives. Don't don't put that stuff up. But uh, I kid, Joe's a good dude. Joe's a big bastard, isn't he? Like in these pictures with these hockey players, he's like, they look like, you know, half the size of him. And like we all saw what Joe did to the serial killer. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go pick up Joe's book. I won't spoil it for you. But Joe can lay the beats to you. So I'm glad he's in Long Island and I'm in Saskatchewan because... I know, and it's cold. Joe won't take the plane yet. Well, our borders are closed, so Joe beat it. You can't come here yet. I'm going to get, I'm gonna get Joe. To, Joe's going to take a round on me next time he sees me. Because you know what the problem is? The, the damn Zednik jersey he's wearing has got a tie down. So I'm, I can't pull that over his mullet either. So I'm in trouble. Yeah, I better tie my shit down. I better get the old quarter and shoestring. The old, it's an old trick for you kids out there. A quarter. And you'd wrap it at the back of your jersey. You get the shoelace. Tie it to the brace of your pants. There you go. Old school shoot. That's the old school tie down for you. What the hell am I talking about? Oh, cool hockey. <laughs> Coolhockey.com. Uh, like I said, THPN at checkout, 30% off. Uh, they got home, away, third, fourth, reverse. I don't know if they have those reverse jerseys yet. I'm sure at some point they're going to get them. Um, yes, they have all that stuff. Check it out. Coolhockey.com. Also, he doesn't even sponsor this show, but I like him, and I'm going to talk about him. If you were in the Lloydminster area, and you need tires, you probably need snow tires. Everyone needs snow tires right now with all this bloody white stuff that we're getting. But if you need your rim fixed, just even a patch job on your tire, go see Kent Staniforth at the Fountain Tire in Lloydminster. No bullshit. Kent's a good dude. Owner, operator, he'll hook you up. Go in there. Tell him the fourth line voice sent you. I always say, I don't know what that'll get you. I don't think that'll... Well, I might get you a discount. I don't know. Maybe. Tell me you want the fourth line voice. Just go in and say you want the fourth line voice discount. See what happens. Somebody get back to me on what happens if you say that. M- maybe make sure your jersey's tied down. You can't take a round out of you. But at the very least, ask him for a WHL story. He can tell you about the time he fought Topper. You know, but Kent's a good dude. Yeah, like I always say, you need the tires. Give Kent the money. Kent's a good guy, and uh, he has been so helpful to the show. Not only was he a great, in all seriousness, not only was he a great guest. But privately, uh, he has sent me numerous items, which I give him shit for all the time because he certainly does not have to do that. He's above and beyond. He's a great dude. And uh, 
like I would say, if, if even if I could get him one or two customers by saying this, I'd be happy. So please, uh, like I said, if you're in the Lloydminster area, Fountain Tire, can't stand a fourth. Do it. There we go. 20 minutes into this podcast, and I have talked about nothing. It's like the Seinfeld hockey podcast, talking about nothing. No, first things first. Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I've got over 2,200 videos on there. Check it out. Please, subscribe to the channel. Hit the little bell notification. That way, every time I upload something, you'll be notified and you won't miss a single punch. I have, some, uh, Honestly, folks, no bullshit. I have put some good shit up there lately. This morning, early this morning, while the wife was still snoring, I was spinning some flyer preseason DVDs. I have a really good Chris Simon, Phil Crow fight. A really good Adam Deadmarsh, Ryan McGill fight. I was had some Adirondack, Adirondack, easy for you to say, Adirondack Red Wings stuff from the other day. Some Jim Cummins, some Dennis Viel, Kirk Tomlinson. Um, but any league you're looking for, NHL, OHL, WHL, whatever. Just I have it all sorted. Just do go to the little search engine, type in whatever. Just the league, WHL. Boom, everything will come up. And like I said, hundreds of videos. And like old school, like twist with the blades and shit. Like old school stuff. Morasty and Tri-City. Good shit. Check it out. But anyway, foolishly, and I don't know why, but I leave the comments on. And the videos, you know, everybody's seen the comments on the bottom of YouTube videos. It's where all the woody, uh, it's where all the world's idiots uh, hang out. But I had one guy, and I've seen his putts, and he's just... And he's he subscribes. The best part is he subscribes to my channel. He's got a and he and he comments on. I know he's obviously he's watching a lot of different stuff, but he's always got a. He's okay, for the most part he's okay, but he's always got something. Everyone's uh, not always, but every once in a while he's got this snarky kind of bullshit attitude, and it, and it's just like and I just kind of had enough of him, and it, like the one like. He'll sm- and then he just decides to smart off, and it's like, was this filmed with a potato, you know, or whatever? And it's like, so like I told him, I said, well, how about you upload your copy then, if it's better than mine? Well, I don't have it. Exactly. So why don't you just maybe shut the fuck up then? Like really? Okay, you don't have it, but you're gonna bitch that. So basically, that I or whoever uploaded a fight onto YouTube, took time out of my life to upload something so you could watch it for free in the convenience of your own home or on your phone or wherever. And then you have the nerve to complain about it. And if I hadn't put it up, you otherwise never would have seen this. You didn't, it, you acknowledge that you didn't know this fight existed. It's not on YouTube. That's why I put it up on YouTube. So you've never seen it. You did nothing to get, you know, you didn't pay for this or anything. All you did was basically subscribe to my channel. And when it came up, you saw something that you had never seen before. And your reply and your answer to that was to bitch that the quality wasn't good. Okay. Well, sorry. Back in 1985, they didn't have high def cameras in the PA communiplex. So I apologize that it's not up to your 4k standards. It's like really unbelievable. And it's like, and but see, uh, it's it's people like that with your shit comments and your shit attitude that drives people away from doing this sort of thing. I mean, I'm going to keep uploading. Like I was saying to Andrew in our conversation, I was telling you guys about before. I said I'm glad I got into the podcasting and everything in my 40s um, because I have been shit talked, I've been slandered, whatever, and that, and it might, and. 
not not a lot. I'll, fortunately, well, that I know of. Not, I mean, maybe you know, privately, maybe they do. But um, I've had comments left that my show sucked or whatever. Or you see on a forum now and again that oh, he's brutal. I the one guy goes, yeah, well, that's no radio voice. It's like mm, I don't remember claiming I was fucking Casey Kasem, but okay. But um, or he's never. What was it? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, he doesn't have a radio voice. He's never going to go anywhere in the business. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't plan on going anywhere in the business, but thank you, sir. But, uh, no, I was saying, like, I think in my 40s here, I could I can handle it now. Like, now I just sort of, like, I mean, everybody wants people to like their shit that they put up, and, and people want to get told, not not how great they are, but, like, that you're doing a good job and whatever. We're all, doesn't matter how old you are, you always want that positive, um, you know, you know that confidence boost or whatever but i don't know like if i if, like well of course in my 20s there was no internet or anything but i mean if i had done this in my late like late teens or my 20s and stuff um i don't know if i could have handled getting shit talked not that the fact that people are shit talking me i mean you know you grow up an athlete and play sports i mean i'm used to getting yelled at by coaches but you know a stupid player whatever i mean it's not that it's just um, I think with the internet, it's, it's frustrating because it's an anonymous person behind a keyboard, and it's like you have no comeback, or, or else you know, not that you hit them, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it, to your face, they wouldn't say this, but behind a computer, everyone's brave, right? So, I think that idea of it would be very frustrating, and I think, and it's still frustrating now, but I can handle it a lot better now. Um, well, I've just got to the point; I just don't care now. Like you know, if you, somebody sends me an email tomorrow, your show sucks. I'm, okay, I didn't realize I was forcing you to listen. You know, so that's fine. But you know what I'm saying? It's just, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me as much now, um, or that it would have back then. But um, yeah, but I've just like, but again, the, to go back to what I was saying with the YouTube and stuff, and and. Um, and even uh, which we'll get into my next point of the Facebook um, Enforcers Appreciation page that Alex started um, when it was just sort of a niche group and had a lot of ex-players involved in it and and it was, a, it was there was a lot of good talk on there and uh, with the comments and stuff. But as the page has grown, I think thirteen or fourteen thousand members now. Of course, like anything, you have your assholes in there now that chirp off and talk and talk stupid and mouth off and whatever. <clears throat> and it's driven a lot of the good guys away and a lot of the players away. So unfortunately, everyone loses out because of these dummies. And it's the same thing on YouTube, right? I mean, I'm going to st- keep putting up videos, whatever, because I know people watch them and they enjoy them and whatever. So I'm watching them on my computer at night anyway, so it's not hard to hit record and upload it. That's That takes two minutes. So I'll continue to do it regardless of the comments in the YouTube page or the YouTube section. But for some people, I mean, if they just got into YouTube and say that was their first couple videos they put on, one, you got all these people, oh, this fucking sucks, and why would you put this on there? Are you stupid? You know, they'd probably just like, yeah, you know what, why am I doing this? And they would stop. And in doing that, you might have just, maybe the guy's got, had some good footage or whatever, and I mean, it just, it. first of all, you, you're slandering a stranger, but you know what I mean? It's just everyone loses, because maybe this guy had some good stuff or whatever that we that we now won't see, because he just got disgusted with the medium and it's just like yeah and it's just frustrating you know and and there's a way to like even on facebook like what i'm gonna my, the point i'm gonna talk about here um with the ovechkin thing um you know at the 
it wasn't so much the topic, but it was more the replies that kind of made me laugh. And like I said, it's it's the uh, not that I if you disagree, that's fine. And I mean, you can disagree politely. You don't have to name call and everything else that some people have to resort to right away. But it's uh, yeah. And unfortunately, the, I guess the the stupidity. Cause that's what happens on Twitter too. I've had a number of guys tell me, "Well, I'd be on here more, but I just I I hate this place. It's a cesspool. Social media is a cesspool, right?" <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, and unfortunately, it's driven a lot of what would otherwise be some very intelligent and some very fun posters or um, Twitterers and <laughs> tweeters or whatever. Uh, it's it's driven them away, and uh, and it's just unfortunate, right? And then of course we get overrun by goofs and. Uh, yeah but anyway like with this facebook page um like uh the topic was here i'll just read it to you ovechkin is 6'3 235 as strong as an ox with great balance if he played in the 80s or 90s aside from scoring would he have been a dominant power forward slash fighter what's your take and of course it was quite it had a hundred and some comments and and you know whatever and uh but i will say some of the some of the, <laughs> the replies were pretty funny and um I'm not a member of the. Th- well, I guess I. I guess I'm in the shadows. I'm a. I'm a creeper. I guess I, I actually haven't tweeted anything on there. Um, I keep. I keep saying it. I've told Alec a number of times. I need to come up with a fourth line, maybe a Facebook page or something to just at least advertise on that medium. I don't have anything on Facebook, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Um, I probably won't. But <laughs> but uh, no, the Ovechkin thing. Um, well. Like I said, the thing with Ovechkin is, it's like, basically he plays in the softest, well he does, he plays in the softest era of hockey now, and doesn't fight. So I'm really, uh, he wouldn't fight in the 80s or 90s when it was the toughest era in hockey, that's for sure. Um, So I don't know what would make people think he'd fight more. Um, I looked it up, Ovi has a grand total of four career fights. Um, So this idea, like I've always said, there's an idea now that people call him a power forward because he throws hits. And he does throw hits, I'll give him that. Um, Well, I said he can also run around now because he doesn't have to answer for anything. So I think that's the other thing. I think his game probably would have changed a lot in the 80s and 90s because he would have had to answer the bell at some point for the running around um, that he did. Um, You know, Not that I would say Ovi would be a big fighter, but um, he definitely wouldn't be able to, like, get away with uh not fighting put it that way a lot of times um but it was just funny reading the comments because like i said a lot of comparisons came up with uh um lindros and talk and stuff and it's like really like well okay lindros like not counting priests i just went to hockey fights not going counting pre they didn't have his preseason fights on there and i know he had a few but he had 39 career fights and of course, you know, that's sort of with an asterisk, because I mean, what, how many seasons in before Stevens got him? You know, after the whole bat thing, and he came back with New York and Toronto and Dallas and stuff, well, obviously he's not going to fight then. So that, I mean, he did fight a couple times, but you know what I'm saying, that's sort of, that really lived, not that he was a huge fighter with the Flyers before that, but I mean, he'd have seven or eight a season when he was first coming up, and uh, the thing was, is he was fighting, like, go back and you look, I mean, he fought, you know, Bob Boone, Chris, a really great fight with Chris Simon, uh, Marty McSorley, Lyle Odeline, um, Darian Hatcher, so I mean, he fought some tough dudes, and um, and he played physical like Ovechkin, so, I mean, I guess the comparison is, because they hit, they used to hit, and they were first line scoring centers, okay, um, but, or first liners, but, no, Ovechkin wasn't like Lindros, like, he couldn't fight, like, no, 
And then, well, you had that big KO, that other kid. Well, the kid he beat up was an 18-year-old Russian kid that has never been in a fight, that literally had never been in a fight before. So I don't know if I'd go too gung-ho on Ovi with with his jocoser-like power or anything like that. That's easy, you know. Now, again, big dude, strong guy. I'm not taking that away from him. Um, but this idea, and then it's like, well, he'd score 100 goals if he played in the 80s. Well, okay, again, you can't just, this isn't like he had the DeLorean and he went back in time. You can't take today's player and just stick him in the 80s like that's sort of you know so you give them all the advantages and put them in the 80s okay we'll give the 80s guys the same training and all the equipment that Ovechkin has okay then it's a fair fight take that all away from Ovechkin without the training without the equipment give him skates that are 10 pounds a piece and everything else then put in center ice and put in obstruction then we'll see then it's a fair fight you know, but these people always like, oh, well, Crosby have 300 points. Well, the goalie sucked back then. Look at him now. Well, okay, yeah, well, it's called evolution, dumbass. Like, I, I hope things are better. Like I said, my, my 2019 SUV runs better than my 78 Nova did. You know, it's called evolution. Dumb fuck. You know, but to, to enhance their argument, this is the argument they make. It's like, well, no. Either take some away or give Gretzky or those guys those tools but no to go back to the fighting thing no he wouldn't have fought more i mean he would have had to i take that back i'm i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here i guess he would have had to fight more due to the fact of how he played if he was going to do that back then i think though he would start maybe he'd start throwing hits like that or playing aggressive well once he realized that you can't do where he started having to pay for it i think that would have severely limited his physical play now, granted, Forsberg was physical and dirty, and he never fought. I can see, yeah. So I guess he'd be—I see he'd be like that. But there'd be no way Ovechkin would fight more. I can't see it. Not really. And like I said, and then to compare it to Rick Tockett, that's just ludicrous. Because I mean, Tockett, uh, look, was 170 fights he had, and that's not including the preseason and stuff. So like, and then how many did he have in junior before that? Like, you know, calm down with the Rick Tockett stuff. That's just idiocy. Comparing Tockett to Ovechkin, you know. And then, well, and then the funny thing is, is like I said, Ovi's got four fights, and oh yeah, it's not like Crosby, that bitch. Well, Crosby's got eight. So, I mean, you know, just saying, you know, and and Gretzky had two, you know, but somehow, you know, Gretzky, Ovi has two more fights, and he's a a tough guy compared to Wayne. Like, well, you know, or a tough guy compared to Crosby, who's fought twice as much. Actually, I always wanted to see Crosby and Ovechkin fight. I think that'd be an interesting fight. Because if you watch them actually fight, Crosby knows what he's doing, if you watch him. And you know he's worked on it, like coming up through the junior, he played in the Quebec League, came up through the junior system. You know he's they messed around. Like when he was in Ramuski, you know Eric Nielsen showed him a few things, you know. And I know in Pittsburgh, you know, he's been with Goddard and LaRock and all those guys. I guarantee he's worked on, they've shown him some things, and he's hit a heavy bag now and again. Because you could tell by the way he fights, he knows now, again, I'm, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not saying, oh, he's got Darren Langdon-ish techniques. I'm not saying that, but you know what I'm saying. He just, if you, if you watch him fight, he's not a spazzy. He knows what he's, you can tell he's, has somewhat of an idea of what, he's not playing, he's not slapping. You know, so, yeah, check it out. Go watch, all his fights are online, go watch. And uh, I'd like to see those two fight. Actually, I'd, uh, it'd be interesting. 
I think I would legitimately be legitimately put my money on Crosby. I think to win that fight. That's my dream matchup. Never mind Reeves and Ross Johnson. I want to see Crosby and Ovechkin. <laughs> yes, yes. I just kid. I kid. But anyway, that topic was brought up, so it was it was an interesting, like I said, a little back and forth. And uh, the original the the person who put, uh, put up the topic, I'm not. I wasn't uh, laughing. At it. The, it was more of the replies that I was sort of rolling my eyes at. But uh, yes, but. Um, the incident I talked about, remember when I talked about uh, John Scott um, after with the Leafs, when he jumped Phil Castle, they told Phil, it's like he told him he was going to do it, but he was super mad, blah, blah, blah. I talked about it like episode, two episodes ago. Something similar happened on a Flyer DVD I was watching today. Um, so Flyers were playing the Bruins, and it was in the preseason, and Daniel Lacroix for the Bruins um, beats up, uh, was it Vladimir Bulin? Bolin, Bulin, some Russian prospect the Flyers had. I don't think he ever played in Philly. But uh, anyway, Lacroix puts the beats, busts them up and stuff and whatever, and the Flyers aren't having it. So the next shift out, or, or well, I don't know, I, I'm assuming it's the next shift out or whenever, soon after, because like I said, it's a fight DVD, so it just it's not the whole game, it just clips off. Um, there's a face-off, and Dave Brown's lined up, lined up beside Mirius Tchaikovsky. And uh, as soon as they drop the puck, Brown grabs Tchaikovsky and just starts and proceeding just to drill him with some lefts and then everybody piles in and meanwhile the Sutter, the Bruins coach is losing his shit and he's mad at Terry Murray the flyer coach and whatever and the announcers are blah 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 but <coughs> but the, these, unlike the other announcers from the Scott incident, the, these announcers got it and understood why it happened, like they said well you're sending a message yeah, Daniel Lacroix beat up non-fighter on the Flyers. So, what happened? Dave Brown got sent out and beat up a non-fighter on the Bruins. That's payback. That is why it happened. Sutter should... I mean, I get why Sutter is mad. He's sticking up for his team and whatever, but Sutter, would, of all people, would know this, too. Um, but I was just sitting there laughing, because I could pretty much guarantee Dave Brown didn't tell Mirius, hey, Mirius, heads up, I'm going to jump you here. I can pretty much tell you he did not do that. Um, you know, not that I was there. I wasn't on the ice, but I, I'm I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts that Dave Brown didn't tell Marius Tchaikovsky that he was jumping him when they dropped the puck. But uh, just saying. But that that is how you send a message, old school style. And uh, so when John Scott did it to Phil Kessel, all these people are up in arms. This isn't new shit. It has happened before. And uh, yeah. They just the guy just didn't tell the other guy that it was going to happen. Did I say the trivia question at the start of the show? Like I said, I've hit play and record so many times here. I've stopped and started this episode. I forget what I said, but I was going to say if I didn't, my trivia question was going to be: Who is the NHL's all-time playoff penalty minute leader? And the answer is Dale Hunter. There you go. He had 186 playoff games. He had 731 penalty minutes. Actually, had 118 points, too. So Dale Hunter is the NHL's all-time playoff penalty minute leader. In second, a distant second, was Chris Nyland with 541. And third was Claude Lemieux with 529. But yeah, so Dale Hunter, um, he's also second all-time in regular season penalty minutes. So actually, probably with that 700. I wonder if he passed Dale Hunter. I wonder all-time with regular and playoff, if he's in first or Tigers in first. Because I think Tiger had four-something, if I remember the list right. But yeah. But anyway, 
uh, well, I was talking to you about the, uh, speaking of Nylon, I'm going to talk to you about the, the Rick Vive story. I'm going to go to Andrew's post here. Okay. He's talking about when he, uh, he was he was trying out for Team Canada and the uh, the Canada Cup. Uh, hockey season got off to a rough start for me. Team Canada beat the Swedes for the Canada Cup in September, but I hadn't made the team. I played a few exhibition games, though, including one against the U.S. in Montreal. Near the end of the game, I got into a scuffle with Chris Nyland, the scrappy winger from Boston, who was playing for the Canadians at the time. There was some slashing. It really wasn't a fight. There's only a couple minutes left in the game. We both got kicked out. The next day after practice, Bryant Sutter and I were standing in the lobby of the forum waiting for the team bus. Nyland was walking by on his way to practice and started yapping at me. Then he turns and slaps me in the face with an open hand. Some people said he slugged me, but it wasn't... Second page, but it was a slap. Brian O'Neill, who was the executive vice president with the NHL, investigated what happened. There was talk about charges being laid. The authorities interviewed me, and apparently Chris as well. I had no intention of pressing any charges, that's for sure. Later during the season, when the when the Leafs were in Montreal practicing, I was standing by the bench drinking water, and Chris came and sat on the bench and said he was sorry for what happened, and we both moved on. But anyway, yeah, there you go, Chris Nyland slapping the piss out of Rick Vive. <laughs> in the lobby of the forum, classic eighties. Yeah, like him and Sutter don't do anything; they just stand there. You know, that's that's when you got the rep, man. Of course, again, if a guy just walks up to you and slaps you with the open hand, you're yeah, what the hell? But knuckles. Let's open these cards. Maybe I'll get knuckles, Nyland. This is the uh, yeah the bonus portion of the show. We're gonna we're gonna open up hockey cards that which you can't see really exciting stuff here, but the 90-91 pro set, everybody knows what's what I'm talking about. It overproduced. Cliff Ronning is the first card. You go back and you look up uh, Cliff Ronning's uh, stats in the Western Hockey League. He has, he was actually, I believe he's, he's, he's second behind Rob Brown for most points in a season. I believe it's like 190 or something ridiculous with New West. Oh, Mike Hartman. There you go with the Bru- with the Sabres. 315 minutes that one year. Love it. Maple Leaf team facts. What are the Maple Leaf team facts? The Toronto Maple Leafs' first NHL game was December 19th, 1917. There you go. Oh, Pittsburgh team facts. Oh, Bob Rose with the, with the Capitals. Now there, see, this is what the NHL needs. Like I always say, they need them gritty bastards that playing on the in the back end, you know, yeah, Bob Rose just, yeah, 70 games, 4 goals 16 assists, 123 minutes you know, just a sandpaper you know, clear the front of the net glassing out, those guys league misses those guys, that's what I say Jody Hall, don't know much about Jody Hall Kevin Guy no idea, Daniel Berthume the bandit, I think LA Kings, Wayne McBean for the Islanders I bet you Joe already has a McBean jersey Peter Taglianetti. There you go. Goes back to what I was saying before about D-Men. Yep. Actually, I have a few... Actually, Peter Taglianetti fights on my YouTube channel when he was with the Winnipeg Jets. He could actually go pretty good. Al Arbor coaching card. Al Arbor, one of the best best head coaches of all time. <laughs> Only in pro set. Only in the 90s to get referee cards. Yeah. I mean, every kid was hoping to get that race camp and LL rookie card. I have to put that one under plastic. Career point leader, Bobby Clark. There you go. Tom Webster, National Hockey League coach. Also famous for slapping and dropping Doug Gilmore. Remember when it was at the Kings and Gilmore was by the bench and Webster slapped him and Gilmore went down like he got shot? 
that's what I honestly that's what always used to bug me about Gilmore like and I know Don Cherry loved him and he was and he was a great player and he was great with the Leafs and and, and with the Flames and stuff but he really you know Leafs he's a hero with the Leafs and I'm sure everybody in all the Toronto Maple Leaf fans as I'm talking right now are screaming at their dashboard but everybody just oh killer and I was just like oh I don't know to me Gilmore is just a dirty candy ass I don't know it's just watch the hate mail I'm gonna get but when a head coach it slaps you and you fall to the ice it's like come on man and who was this? Roger Johansson. Well, that was a very underwhelming pack of Pro Set Series 2 cards. There you go. That was exciting. We're at the 44-minute mark of this... <laughs> this on this fire of a podcast. But, uh... No, guys. I think, uh, I think we'll shut her down for the night. I know, uh... I hope I didn't put everybody to sleep with this. I might have, though. I might very well have. But, uh, no, like I said, we'll just, uh, Sundays is just kind of a, a bullshit. Uh, I'll throw, throw a few topics around and see what's out there and, and that sort of thing. But uh, with that, I'll let you go. If you, I hope you have uh, a safe week, and uh, I will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. All right, thanks, guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 